Welcome to Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast that discusses common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. My name is Matt Miller. <laughs> and I'm Matt Henry. Now, welcome. <laughs> it's kind of like you were on low speed. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> you, you Normally, you push the button to record and then you point. Oh, I didn't point? Well, it was a delayed point. It was that you had some hesitancy. So, so then, it's my fault. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Well, this whole episode is going to be my fault. <laughs> Anyhow, okay, we are talking about ecclesiology. Uh, specifically, we're going to talk about the subject of sacraments versus ordinances. Um, it's all part of the Sysmac three portion of our Sysmac theology series. And you already might be asking, who cares? I'm curious, do you care? Certainly, I am asking that. <laughs> I care. And I'm writing the script, so we care. Yeah, we this, 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 care. You're, you're doing the one on church, and it's a slog, let me tell you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like, gee, can I? Anyhow, I'm dealing with I it. I kid. All right. We, we would just simply, though, say that we do care. We think you should, too. Um, so before you decide to skip it, just give it a listen. It's not a long one. Um, by way of a, an example, when I was in seminary many, many years ago, um, I was using the term sacrament very casually and it's uh, really had no intent behind it. it was simply because i was reading a small uh theology book uh, years earlier um it was one that happened to be reformed so he used the word sacrament i didn't know anything better so i used that but finally a fellow student spoke up in class and he challenged me right there in the class for using it I found it actually to be a bit annoying and rather small-minded that he did that, though he was not in any way unkind or harsh. But here was his argument. He argued that the terms mean something and that we need to be careful using terms that don't mean what we think they mean. Uh, and, and the reason was he was a former Roman Catholic, and he was very serious about his conversion. It was not that he was a casual Roman Catholic. It cost him to convert. Um, and every time I said that word, he found it very jarring. Again, I thought he needed to grow up, uh, but my professor, whom I uh, respected, agreed with him. And that actually gave me a bit of a pause. And so now here I am, what, 30 years later, and I would agree with that small-minded student who challenged me all those years ago. And in fact, I was the small-minded man. In other words, words mean something, right? Um, and we use them, uh, and, and using them properly really matters. And it gets into the doctrine of revelation and the Bible. God revealed himself via words. And that alone vests a lot of importance to words and what they mean. Some words can be used interchangeably, and some really can't. By way of an example, to say that when I place my faith in Christ for salvation, that I am infused with righteousness is simply wrong. But, something, but some really have no idea what the difference between infused and imputed is, but it's a big difference. Neither of us, though, would freak out and rebuke somebody if they used the term sacrament. But in most cases, we would likely ask them what they mean by that term, but we would expect those moving into points of leadership in our church to know the difference and be able to use them properly. So that is a bit of what we hope to accomplish today. We want to lay out the foundation for a, a discussion on these things called sacraments or ordinances. And so with that, Matt's going to jump right in. Okay, so sacrament verse or or ordinance. 
Yes. Is that what we're doing? Uh, okay, so let me give you a definition of uh, sacrament. Uh, Grudem here gives what we'll call an unfortunate statement. Uh, he says, since Protestants who use both words, both words explain clearly what they mean by them, the argument is not really over doctrine, but over the meaning of an English word. If we are willing to explain clearly what we mean, it does not seem to make any difference whether we use the word sacrament or not. Um, now, we find that problematic um, because the problem here is one of reality. Uh, it's nice to say that we can just clearly explain what something means each time we use it, but the reality is that you don't have the time to do that always. <laughs> um, you know, you, you try starting every lecture, lesson, or sermon with a list of terms and how you plan to use them and see how realistic that, that's going to be. Uh, the reality is words matter, and you need to decide what term you will use uh, and then use it. So just by way of example, if you're teaching a theology class, then you can explain how you use a term up front and expect the class to remember that. But that's not necessarily a privilege that a pastor has. Uh, he has people coming and going you know, at all times, and he can't always be explaining what he means by every single term that he's using. Uh, as an aside, have you ever yet had it where you preach on a specific thing, and then three weeks later a person comes and asks you your thoughts on that? And and you mentioned that you preach on and he wasn't there that Sunday. Yeah, I yeah, had that. Yeah, that's just to that point. Mm -hmm. They're constantly coming and going. Yeah. Um, well, and many have been raised in various systems of both Protestantism and Roman Catholicism and Orthodox Church. And, um, you know, words as a result, they, they have, there's a lot of freight that are carried in certain words. And it's especially true in the Roman Catholic Church and Orthodox world. Uh, Charles Ryrie observed uh, this. He said, the word sacrament means to make sacred, to dedicate to a God or to a sacred use. The Latin word was used in the Vulgate to translate the Greek musterion, which gave it the idea of something mysterious or magical. Thus, groups that prefer to call these rites of the church sacraments usually connect them with some mysterious power or actual conveying of grace. Uh, Soci says the term sacrament is derived from the Latin sacramentum, which was applied to anything sacred or consecrated. The immediate connection of this term with the rites of baptism and the Lord's Supper lies in the use of sacramentum in the Vulgate to translate the Greek mysterion mystery. Uh, sacrament arose, <clears throat> though not out of New Testament, but out of the ever-evolving Roman Catholic Church. Uh, and when the Re Reformation came, we would argue that this is one area that most of the reformers never reformed very well. Uh, so the Catholic view is ex opera ata. We've talked about this uh, quite a few times. Be prepared to say that again for me because I can never pronounce that one. Okay. Um, well, it, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> it's your calling. Um, yeah, ex opera ata. It's from the doing of the doing of it, literally through the work that has worked. Um, the, the Council of Trent defined a sacrament as something as this, something presented to the sense which has the power by divine institution, not only of signifying, but also of efficiently conveying grace. That's an incredibly powerful statement right there. Yeah. Wrong, but... Yeah, a uh, big statement for sure. Um, and, and so right here, you can begin to see how a person, though, coming out of Catholicism might stumble over the use of sacrament. Uh, this became a major point of conflict with Luther prior to his conversion. He realized that the character of 
the priest was inconsequential since the power of sacrament lay in Christ who conveys those benefits through the sacrament, not the priest. Uh, that's a quote that comes from Henry's theology of the reformers. Um, in other words, an immoral priest could administer the sacraments and they would still be valid if he followed the proper protocol. It's just in the doing of it. Mm -hmm. um, this is because the power of change lies in the sacrament. Uh, so in principle, the priest, even if he thinks he does, he in fact does not play a major role in the sacraments. Uh, all that matters is that he properly does the ritual. Uh, in the days of the Reformation, this came to be described almost like magic. Uh, just mix the right words and the right actions, and the trick is accomplished. Uh, we might add that if, if if there are if there is some sort of transference of grace or empowerment or some such thing in the Lord's Supper or baptism, then we could argue for the Catholic view uh, or even some form of a Protestant view of sacraments. But if we don't see any actual transference of anything to be resident in these events, um, then the exact cultic practice, nor the spiritual state of the one officiating it is of immense importance at all. Right. All right. So that's the Catholic view. The Lutheran view sees that the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper convey grace. So Lutheran theologian John Mueller states, these two sacraments instituted by Christ have been given to us as a foundation of faith besides the gospel. For the same grace and forgiveness proffered and conveyed to us in the Word of God, meaning the gospel, uh, are proffered and conveyed to us also in them. So that's a major statement. However, he does give an important caveat that we should note. Uh, Nevertheless, a person may be ignorant of these doctrines, or he may even err with regard to them and yet be saved, provided he clings to the promise of forgiveness offered in the gospel. His point is simply, you may not grasp that these are the baptism and the Lord's Supper are conveying you grace, uh, that, but that won't affect your salvation, that lack of understanding or disbelief even, uh, because it's ultimately the gospel that saves you. These just provide additional graces for growing in Christ. I still don't agree with it, though. Mm -hmm. But he does make it clear, therefore, that the rites of baptism and Lord's Supper are not salvific, and, and we like that. Um, the Presbyterian, or Reformed view, sacraments are not a means of grace, hence that word, that e phrase. Ex opera operata. Thank you. Um, or in virtue of some inherent content of the rite itself. Rather, as the Belgic Confession says, they are visible signs and seals of an inward and invisible thing by means whereof God works in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. In particular, they are signs and seals of God's working out the covenant which he has established with the human race. That comes from Erickson's theology. So Presbyterians, by and large, use sacrament, but at times you'll find some of them choosing to use the word ordinances, but it's not common. So at the crux of all of this, of these points about the term sacrament, is this. In one way or another, a sacrament is seen as a physical expression of an invisible spiritual reality, and that by participating in it, there are, is some transference of grace from God to the participant. Now, exactly what 
is transferred and what it does is debated in depending on which group you belong. But there is a transference. And this is where we tend to part ways with the term and do not like using it. Um, when we consider the Bible with regard to the baptism and the Lord's Supper, we do not see a transference occurring as much as we see a remembrance or a declaration of something occurring. Uh, we are remembering the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are declaring our faith in or identifying ourselves with Jesus in baptism. It's that simple. Yeah. So would would you say a fair way to summarize a sacramental position or to use that word is it just means that in some form and to some degree, depending on where you land on the spectrum, grace is being conferred to you yeah. through that act? Yeah, some sort of spiritual grace, yeah. Yeah. Well, contrast that then with ordinance, right? Um, which will be now the God's next... view. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> By the way, this Henry's theology, is that you? No. Oh. Do you have a theology of the Reformers? I have uh, a syllabus. Didn't you uh, 300, teach something? Yeah, 300 page syllabus, but. Oh. I'm like, now you're just quoting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, is it, well, now I got checked. Maybe I did put my own quote. Oh, it is. It is me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, that's why I'm like, who? what quote is this? And then I look up and you didn't even I didn't make any at, kind of expression. Yeah, but I'm it like, says Theology of the Reformers Syllabus, page 106. Huh. That's why I thought it was, it was scintillating. I think a few people were moved. Well, I mean, to obviously it's what made all of this so clear. <laughs> Finish this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ordinance defined. Um, so th this would be our view, though, and we hold to this. We like it because it does step away from the term. Uh, it steps away from from the term sacrament since it's, you know, it's freighted with so much meaning um, that it's either unhelpful or just plain wrong. Um, in our view, uh, it often is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it's often portrayed as a cinnamon synonym. Cinnamon. Synonym of... <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> Taylor. My friend Taylor baked me. Now, you have to understand, this guy is this incredibly in shape, ex-army sergeant firefighter. So get that in your mind. He's a man's man. Yeah, but he's my good friend. And today is my birthday. And so he shows up to my front door this morning with freshly baked... Homemade cinnamon rolls. That he did. Pretty sure he was still in his pajamas, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So that's why it's hard and to And a little say side cinnamon. dish of extra frosting. He nice. Can, he cares for me. So uh, it is often portrayed as a synonym of. <laughs> I cannot not say. I'll, I'll come in. Synonym. Thank you. I'll take care of the Latin. You take care of English. Um, synonym of sacrament. In dictionaries. However, it does not convey the idea of any conveying of grace. That would be the distinction. Uh, instead, it speaks only of symbols and symbolism. Uh, therefore, there's no inherent power within the ordinances and therefore should not be used as merely a synonym of sacrament. Sosi makes this point. He says, because of the mysterious connotation of the term sacrament and the almost magical power associated with it, boy, that would not make some happy, um, as when the Roman Catholic Church insists that the priest has the power to convert the bread and the cup into actual blood and body of Christ, many prefer the term ordinance, coming from the Latin ordo, meaning a row or an order 
ordinance emphasizes the fact that these rites were ordained by the Lord with no thought of them as actual conveyors of grace, but rather only as symbols. Uh, so in all this, it, it, it's worth noting that the greater the break from Catholicism, the less defined the idea of sacrament becomes. That's a good statement. Um, and as the distance grows away from Catholicism, these sacraments or ordinance become less complex. Um, so the number of sacraments or ordinances, uh, uh, for instance, in the Roman Catholic Church, uh, are seven. There's seven of them. Mm-hmm. So you've got baptism, you have confirmation, you have penance, you have Eucharist, you have uh, the sacrament of marriage, you have extreme unction, and then you have uh, holy orders. Um, but the Roman Catholic Church n- never clearly defines the actual criteria by which they have arrived at these seven. Uh, likely, this is due to the fact that tradition is a key driving force for them over and above scripture. And so these things have just evolved. And we can say, uh, however, that the Council of Trent pronounced anathema, which is a divine curse, yeah. uh, upon anyone who thinks that there is less than seven. So that pretty much locks in the seven no matter what and makes us all yeah going to hell every time i tell people that you know you're looking at people who we can get along with and agree with it's like yeah not if you not they're a true catholic they no no anyhow what about protestants um it will protestants uh they have two sacraments or ordinances uh depending on your tradition um and there are some who have up to five sacraments. Um, so it would be baptism, Lord's Supper. Uh, then I guess some would see marriage, prayer for six, or prayer for the sick, and then foot washing. Yeah, that's the grace brethren. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, that would be a minority then. But really baptism and the Lord's Supper or communion or Eucharist, whichever you prefer. Uh, those are the two main ones. All right. So what's the purpose of these sacraments or ordinances? For the Roman Catholics, they actually infuse grace and are necessary for salvation. That's a huge statement. Uh, for many Protestants, uh, it's a means of grace which receive, which when received with faith. So that's your Presbyterian and Lutheran idea. Means of grace simply refers to the idea that through regular practice, they aid the believer in some way to grow in grace and receive the benefits of salvation, such as peace or joy. But they are to be received properly and and then administered properly, which becomes a bit vague um, as you look into it. Uh, Baptists and other Protestants, we tend to use the word ordinance. Uh, They testify to God's grace already received. But that's an important distinction. Instead of that we need more grace there, we're testifying when we remember what God has already given us. And so, therefore, they're not a means of grace, but a remembering of the grace already given. It's subtle, but I think it's worthwhile in its distinction. So there you go, a fascinating journey into the world of sacraments and ordinances, and we're going to develop the doctrine and practice of baptism and the Lord's Supper in much greater detail later on. So uh, don't think we're done. We're just kind of setting the stage. Next time, 
We're going to look at these within church history for a bit. However, we hope this was helpful to you in understanding what happens in your own local church, opens up your eyes to how your brother and sisters in Christ might view these things in a different light. But until then, make sure to tune in, join the conversation. If you have any questions on the subject of sacraments or ordinances, drop us a note. And don't forget to like, share, comment, rate, review on iTunes, on Facebook. Uh, Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and tell a friend. (music) 